Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the famous Duane's podcast. I'm your host, Duane. With me is an esteemed list of um, guests right here. Y'all can just introduce yourselves to the people. Yo, what up? World? This is, oh, okay, yep. Go ahead. You got that. You, you got first, that, you first, you, you got first, that, you first. Go ahead, King. Nah, yo, King, go ahead, King. Yo, that's my bad, yo. Common courtesy, and then my friend gonna go right after me, yo. I'm Z. What's up, y'all? Thank you for having me, Dwayne. Everybody else, I appreciate y'all for showing up, too. Nice to meet y'all. What's up, Zeke here? Yes, sir. This is the world famous Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. <laughs> no, what's up? Um, Malcolm is my name. Okay? I'm going to tell y'all that. And I ain't going to say no more. That's right. that on that. What's up, y'all? This is Braxton. Uh, I don't know, freestyle, freestyle dropping tonight. What can I say, you know? Or tomorrow, I don't know. We'll see. Link in bio. Link in bio, there you go. You're done, no. So uh, what we're doing right now is we're talking hip-hop. Um, all of us in this, uh, this chat are artists. Um, all of them have a respectable pen. If I never told you oh, that before, you. my bad for being thank fake, you. but here thank we are. You, man. I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> that means a lot, buddy. Thank you. Yes, coming from coming from coming from an esteemed artist, that means a lot. I, re- I respect yes. that. Real, real eyes recognize. Word, word. So, um, what hip hop had such a big influence on think, all of our lives, as far as like damn near everything. So. I guess the first question to start off with is like, what is hip hop to you? I'm gonna start off with uh with Zeke. We're gonna do this in order. Y'all y'all came into the chat. Um, personally, it's like a lifestyle. Like that's for me. Like I live that shit every day. I, I can't remember the first cassette tape I had. I remember like listening to Crisscross. Like you know, that was one of my first cassette tapes. And Damn. my earliest memory, vivid memory, is like breakdancing in the middle of my mom's friends that were one of her parties so you know how i see it is i've in some way shape or form encountered or embodied the five elements of hip-hop at this point in my life for as long as i've lived and to me at this point in time it's more than a culture it's like a, like i said a lifestyle it's changing things sure. like on an economic level and way down the line we're gonna be talking about this for years for for it to start off as something that looked like it was going to be a fad and then fade out, for it to now still be here is just impressive. Still here. Yeah. So if anything, that's what it means to me. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a chance at a new life for many people. Big facts. Uh, let me see. It's me, right? Okay. Yep. Um, so I used to think that, like, hip-hop was just the rapping aspect of it, but, like, you know, as I got older and as I really started to study hip hop as best as possible, you know, obviously you learn about the four elements, MC, DJ, and B-Boy tagging. But like, you start to see the the social and the political context from whence it came, right? So to me, hip hop is just like, you know, they always talk about like an underground railroad. Um, at night in the forest, they would transmit messages with the drums, right? And so it's like, you can transmit those messages of liberation to your people it's like that's almost like the very essence of black music you know what i'm saying so like that's what hip-hop is to me it's, it's my opportunity to get the uh to get the people more mobilized you know what i'm saying while they're still bopping their head you know that's mm. what it's about for me word word 
Mr. Umar Johnson, go ahead. Well, first <laughs> of all, uh, nah, see, I was going to say something funny, but I don't know. Um, hip-hop. I mean, y'all, the, the first two, they kind of really nailed it. Like, I, I just got to piggyback off of what they said, for real. Like, it's just a, it's, it's a way of life, you know what I'm saying? Like, as, as like, um, as, like, uh, I don't know, as, as non, non, like, specific as that may sound, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is, like, a way of life, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, even if you don't think that you were, like, brought up, like, most people, don't even realize they was brought up in hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you was brought up at like if you was like two years old, you know, grew up watching, you know what I'm saying, BT and all that shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it that's that's just that that's a, a part of you. It becomes a part of you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more like like Braxton said, it's more than just like rapping. You know what I'm saying? That's just an aspect of it, but Hip hop is just how we talk to each other. That's how we communicate with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we we could be the only four like black dudes working in like a corporate setting. You know what I'm saying? And we be at the meeting and shit. And then like somebody say something crazy or like disrespectful, and then we looking at each other. Like even that communication between <laughs> us four is hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, the mental telepathy. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop is like that shit is like the force, you know, from Star Wars. It's like the force. It's everywhere. That's word. I I could dig that. Uh to me, hip hop is like the amalgamation of just so many great things. Um jazz, uh blues, like reggae, like it's just it's just a combination of all these great things you know, all these things that were birthed out of struggle, out of basically, like, lack, and just us, you know, using that lack, using those limited resources to make something great out of it. Um, I think that, like, I compare hip-hop to, like, almost like patois, like, some sort of, like, slang that, you know, we say this, so we're speaking to each other in a room full of people that don't get it. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is, like, everyone's kind of picked up on that language and that dialect, so it constantly has to evolve. And for better or worse, it's become universal. And, you know, sometimes uh, the message gets a little, the signal gets a little fuzzy. So it's um it's on us as artists to make sure that we keep that signal clear. You know, make sure that um, art is, because um, art imitates life, but then life is also imitating art. I think it's more so the latter than the former. So making sure that the stuff that we put out there is, you know, not just what we're going through, but what we like to see, making sure that we're manifesting our words. Because I, I can tell you right now, there's been a couple times, you know, I was over here fronting, talking about my life harder than it really was, and that shit ended up <laughs> happening. I'm, I was tight. It was like stranger than fiction. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. That shit is, that's, that's, it's powerful when you, people don't, a lot of people that's making music, I feel like they don't realize, like, the, how powerful that whole, the whole process really is of, like, taking some shit that's like in inside your brain, you know what I'm saying? Like something that your, your your mind is putting these words together. That's coming from out of the ether. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you putting it down on paper or into your phone or however you formatting it. And then, you know, you go into a studio, 
you recording it, you rehearsing it, you memorizing it, and then, you know, you performing it for people and stuff like that. You putting like a lot of energy into, you know, um, the things that you're saying and shit. And I mean, we've seen it like so many different times with artists, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Tupac, classic example, you know, of like him just always putting that message out there. Like, you know, I'm gonna die early, you know what I'm saying? Like my enemies are out to get me and stuff. And it's like, I mean, like, look what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of rappers, if you think about it, especially ones that have passed early, they kind of like wrote into existence more or less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that self fulfilling prophecy for real. Yeah, so um, I guess it looks like somebody else is coming into the chat, and I have no idea who it is, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We got. Hopefully oh, it's not the it's feds. Right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's not the feds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, chill, man. I did the premium, nigga. Like, it's supposed to only be tapped yeah. to the free shit. <laughs> yeah, the feds, the feds is like, actually, hip-hop is up. Word, word. So, when they, when they get here, they'll get here. But, um, in the meantime, um, I guess we can go over, like, how hip-hop has influenced your culture. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, we still ain't here yet, but I see who it is, though. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, another another wordsmith in here. Wavy. I'm letting him get, uh, let get situated, but yeah, it's, it's about to be a good a good conversation. But, um, yeah, just, I'm gonna go over kind of, like, how hip-hop has influenced you and, like, kind of the stuff that you've, that you've done, like, growing up. The stuff that you do now, that kind of thing. So, uh, this Yo, time, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I hear you. you can't see, bro. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. Scribing the building, my bad. I ain't never used the Zoom joint before. So. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. I stand with you. For sure, for sure. How are everybody doing? Good, on, brother. Good, Rest. good. Yeah, we uh, my boy Scribe just entered the chat. Um, man, this guy got bars for days, and he be mad humble with it. Should be pissing me off. Come <laughs> on, son, don't dance. Everybody in here is fake. Everybody in here is fake humble. They be like, ah, oh, come on, come on, don't do it. You got it. You got it. Them gas prices too low during the pandemic for you to be handing it out like that. <laughs> you know what they say though there's two pe- there's two people in the world those who are humble and those who are about to be right that's facts alright so uh, just real quick um, one of the biggest things that we uh, we just kind of talked about was just like um, what hip hop means to you if you want to just uh, bring that up real quick I mean I guess I'll go first man it's just it's culture it's, it's culture it's something that I can directly tie back to my people for me that's huge you know what i mean that's we struggle here in america with identity and i feel like hip-hop is one of those things that gave us a foundation of identity when we didn't otherwise have one it's one of those things that unified you know almost all black culture in america at any given point in history since it since it's come about right so for me it was just a sense of identity and with identity comes pride so I think that uh, that's what it would mean to me personally. 
Fire. Um, yeah, we all we all answered that question already, but yeah, that's dope. Definitely right on right on topic with that. Um, so we was just gonna go the next thing we we're gonna talk about was just um how hip hop has influenced you. I know with me, it's influenced me in some good ways and some bad ways, you know what I'm saying? Um definitely, you know, I made sure, you know, to not kiss a female is dealing with because of rap. That's what rap told me to do. For better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> Rapper teach you some crazy shit if you don't know no better, man. Like it I, I'm not to talk over you, but you saying that just I was thinking about that the other day, like man, just think about on like some of the other like the older music that you know we used to listen to and stuff, like yep. some of the messages, like granted, the music is fire. And that's 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 the that's the problem is the music be fire, but sometimes the message just be so opposite of like how you like what you need to be taken in, but it's just it's just fire. Conflict of interest, man. <laughs> facts. So that's where facts. discernment come into place though. We see many examples. Not for nothing in the past few years. Hell many yeah. examples. Yeah. yeah. Well, most definitely. Like, um, you know, obviously, you know, the way I, I would dress or whatever. I was the nigga with the with the full, you know, rockerwear suit on and all that in high school. The the, the rockerwear jean jacket, you know. Not the RW. You already know. You know, the <laughs> academic sweatsuits and all that. Um, Damn. Yeah. You know, it, I, I had all of that. And Can't forget FUBU. Of course, man. The Fat Albert collection, I had all yeah. of that. With I the Iverson slip-ons, nigga. You wasn't telling me yeah. nothing. <laughs> bro, not not the Iverson slip-ons, bro. Yeah, nigga. I had the meanest dumb Donald uh, platinum fubu jean jacket combo. Like, that bitch was crispy. Hey, yo, you knew you was hot <laughs> shit when you had that platinum fubu, though. That was like yeah. the special out of this shit. Yeah. It's like, you Negroes can't get this. Uh, that, was, that, was our, that was our purple label, you know what I mean? Oh. Facts. Facts. Yeah, you know my my Tim game was crazy. Like, man, it was it was just it just just was a big influence on like everything I did. And the crazy thing is, um, my dad kind of had to talk with me. I always liked music, but when it came to rap, um, the first rap song I remember was uh, "Ain't No Nigga" by Jay Z. <laughs> the second song I remember Classic. was uh, was "Warning" by Biggie. I remember we was, uh, me and my dad was going to the mm. barbershop. And you know that last post like, yo, you got a red down in your head. And then I looked like alarmed. And my dad was like, Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Maybe, shit. He's like, maybe I shouldn't be playing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. But you know, it was a young dad, so I, I ain't mad. But you know, he, oh, yeah. he sat down with me and he kind of went through everything. He went through, he showed me common, you know, I used to love her. And then he showed me Jay-Z, the streets is watching. And he just showed me like everything in between and how like it can tell a story. Um, he showed me Rakim. Um, Ain't No Joke was the first rap I ever memorized, like, ever. You know what I'm saying? I was mad gas when I played it at Target. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's funny? One of my first songs I ever liked, and it just sounds really weird because it's kind of like a B-side, but not really. Uptown Anthem by Naughty by Nature. Oh, yeah. That was my shit. That's a classic. I that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a classic. Ain't nobody gonna knock you for that one, big dog. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Jersey represent, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And, I mean, you know the slang. I, I really, um, 
Jay-Z made me want to rap, but then, I, ironically, as crazy as it sounds, Bow Wow made me start rapping at it, at at because me and Bow Wow is the same age, but he made right. me like want to like, all right, I, get it. I was gonna yeah. grow up to be this, but yeah. I can start rapping all. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. So yeah, I was going on the bus, my little notebooks and all that, starting to rap like Snoop. That's the first rap I tried to rap like. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy in hindsight, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Nah, man, that's that's how it be, though, man. I I remember hearing Vince Staples say like the same thing, like growing up, like Bow Wow, like he was like Bow Wow was shit. You know what I'm saying, like. And he was though, like he was. I mean, look look at his production. You know what I'm saying? He had like Neptune's producing for him. Like as a kid, seeing somebody Word. that looks like you, you know what I'm saying? Like like uh, that's a kid, somebody similar to your age, and like you know, he's just out here making it just hit after hit. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, and he was getting all the girls. So I was like, you know what? Maybe if I do this, I might get a maybe. <laughs> that's just, a just maybe. <laughs> Right. Who was the first person to mack on Solange nose in that uh, puppy love video? You know what, I, man? It's like the Mandela effect. I be feeling like people forget about that, like yeah. about the puppy love trend. I was never that. That was one of my favorite videos. I was in love with Solange. I was like, damn, Solange. Even if you're three years older than me. <laughs> there you go. That was exactly. I was like five for me, but you know. Uh, yeah, Bow Wow been doing it for a minute, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, how did, uh, let me go around the table. Uh, Malcolm, how did, uh, hip hop influence you as far as like, you know, how you've been moving, shaking and moving out here? Um, what you mean? Like just throughout, throughout the course of my life or just yeah, yeah, like, yeah. um, I mean, I think it's influenced. This this had a big impact on everything because like as as far back as I can remember, I I think I wrote my first rap when I was like seven or eight or something like that. Like my big brother, he always used to like his favorite artist was not. And like this was back in the days where like you know what I'm saying, like niggas would print the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like he yep. had a shoebox <laughs> full of Nas lyrics. You know what I'm saying? And like Yo. it would just be. You know what I'm saying? And he'd be writing his own raps and stuff like that, too. So, like, it just gradually uh, rubbed off on me, you know. And I started, like, I wrote my first rap around eight or nine or whatever. And then, like, I really started, like, uh, getting more serious with it around the age of, like, 17. And then, you know, a couple years later, that's when I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, you know this is kind of the direction that um, I see my life taking as like being an artist, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you go through that whole artist lifestyle, trying to find yourself, trying to find your sound, you know, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy because I think, um, I think um, growing up, you know, seeing the artists that we've seen on, you know, like the DMXs, the Nas, the Jay-Zs, like all the super successful artists, you know, like as a, as a young, as a young person, you know, that's like the goal is to like, I want to get to that level. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I want to get to that level. That's the, that's the final boss. That's the level I'm trying to be at. 
So you spend your whole life going through this this like hip hop odyssey. You know what I'm saying? Like doing the shows in front of like one or two people. You know what I'm saying? Like going through that whole artist struggle. You know, and um, I don't know. I, it's I feel like now that I'm older, you know what I'm saying, and like I I I kind of got a better perspective on life. You know what I'm saying? It's not so much about the the destination as it is the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just enjoy, enjoying the the journey that like hip hop has taken me on. Before when I was younger, it was just like I gotta get signed. I gotta you know be on a major label. I gotta do X Y Z. But it's like man, this shit is so wide and vast. Like you know what I'm saying? It, it can take you so many different places in your life, and so much happens to you. You know during the course of your life while you're trying to, you know, while you think you just want to be like a big rap star and all that. And I, I don't know, it, it's, it's very poetic. You know what I'm saying? Like when you look back, when you listen back to some of your older songs, you know what I'm saying? Like some shit you recorded, like when you was like 20 or 18 or whatever, like you start thinking about where you were in your life at that point in time, like, I don't know. I'm rambling, but it's it, it feels like I, I it feels right to say. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all know what I'm talking about, though. Like, cause I'm, I'm sure we all like the same age in here. You know what I'm saying? Now like, it's a bit of a gap, but it's 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 all good. <laughs> oh damn! All right, that that that. <laughs> nah, but I don't know. I I say all that to say this: hip hop has influenced every every nearly every facet of my life, you know what I'm saying? Like from the brand that I created, like counterculture, my whole thing is based around, is based off of hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I say it would influence me 20 minutes later. Yeah. All right, Braxton, you up next? Yeah. Um, so actually, when I got four, I have four brothers, right? Uh, we older one younger. and. My dad is a preacher, but like, he's a preacher that, um, you know, one of them stories, like I used to be on them streets with y'all selling drugs and that kind of, right? Yeah. So that said, he was strictly against hip hop, um, which is crazy. So like, you know, and I guess he just, because he saw it as like a symbol or like a glorification of his former life, whatever. So uh, we weren't allowed to listen to rap. Of course, we still fucking did. You can't control shit like that. Facts. And um, I just remember, let me see, my first, I remember beatboxing a lot, that kind of thing. Um, and then after that, one of the first rap songs I heard was probably, uh, I was born in 91, let me see, it was probably, I think it was Hard Knock Life. I remember that beat, yeah. Cause it had Andy's voice, and me and my brother started laughing. Cause he was like, "Why these kids?" And you know what I'm saying? That's the that's the earliest song I remember. Um, so I guess Jay Z. I, I don't know a time in my life when Jay Z is not, you know, the the icon of hip hop. I just don't know that. Even though he's not my number one, he's like my number two. But like, yeah. you know, I just I don't I've never seen it. But my point is like, what hip hop has done for me, you know, the way I was raised, which was to stay away from hip hop even though obviously I can rap, but that's only because I started out as a poet. Like, outside of rap, if people walk past me, they're gonna think, oh, he's too corporate, why he ain't got no facial hair, 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, even though we brothers, like there might still be that disconnect, like there might be that unfamiliarity, right? Um, and the way you carry yourself, people might think it's too square or whatever. Because when you deprive a child of hip hop, they're gonna be a square in some ways. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Right? It's just, you know, it yeah. just happens. So it's yeah. like hip hop is the way I can get through and express. Like, I, okay, I'll give you an example. This is not a plug, right? Um, but like for my last album that I wrote this coming out next month, I was like, this is like my love letter to black people. And that's what hip hop has been for me. It's been a way for me to kind of bridge that gap that may have existed because, you know, I grew up in this real evangelical Pentecostal type environment where, you know, my dad was really strict. I just didn't have access to those types of, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. just been something that, oh, and another thing, all right, Ye said, uh, I think he asked the question, he said, is hip hop a euphemism for a new religion? The soul music of the slaves that the youth is missing. I don't even want to explain that. I just feel like that's like one of the most perfect, you know, conceptualizations of hip hop and its purpose and, you know, the mission we got to espouse with that. Yeah. Pre-sunken place, Ye was, was a different, was a different nigga for sure. I scribe. It's on you. All right, bet, bet, bet. Um, man, so you really, the, the question is, I guess, how it affects me. Yeah. Man, all right, so coming from California, man, like, it's a, it's a different dynamic, right? So when I'm growing up in these times, you feel me, I'm 33, so when I'm a young buck, you know, cats is listening to, like, on your side of the world, you got LOX and, like, all that going on, right? Right. On my side of the world, you know, ain't nobody listening to that. Right. You know, so um, I my appreciation for, for hip-hop is a little bit different than the average West Coast cat because, you know, just like I can say that cats on the East Coast that have had the luxury of being considered, like, the heroes of this game being locals, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. locals, you know what I mean? Like, cats on the East Side be like, man, Pac was out there on the west coast and y'all got to hear him and see him all the time and like that's how that's how hip-hop heads on the west side feel about almost everybody on the east coast that they feel <laughs> right. like they know you know what i mean like we got right. a couple legends you feel me but y'all got everybody i mean it's kind of like when you think about the cradle of civilization being africa and as it pertains to the black man that's how me from the west side felt about hip-hop in the east coast you know what right. i'm saying so like um for me hip-hop i think has I think the way it's affected me has literally been, I mean, almost my entire life, you know, wanting to understand more about how it came about and why some artists spit like this and others spit like that. Like it really, it, it really, that's when it really prompted me to start like actually writing, you know, as you know, it wasn't until very recently this year that people wanted me to start rapping. Yeah, I mean, like people have been asking me for years, but this is the year that I'm finally going to acknowledge it and like try to learn more and um, really start studying and stuff like that. So for me, I think it's everything. I think all the way down to the way that I speak, the way that I communicate. Um, right. I tell y'all, I yeah. can tell y'all, you know, everybody has those albums that they remember where they were when they bought it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For they, sure. and, and for me, I, I'm going to give y'all a couple of them. The, the two albums that really sat crazy with me throughout life obviously for me and 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 uh Dwayne knows this is uh Black Star the Black Star album is like 
Bruh, I, I, that, that's just like, I can't even really explain it. I just, that's when it really hit with me. Like, yo, okay, cats can rap about this type of stuff and people gonna listen to it. Like they created a timeless album while being fully aware of what was going on and, and with the times and, and, and our people. And that really resonated with me. Wow. Um, and then the second album would be the Stillmatic album by Nas. I was in I was in Baltimore at my cousin's wedding, bought it at a little black owned music shop, the hard copy, the C D, listened to that joke in the anti skip C D player, you feel me? <laughs> Had the fresh pack of batteries in that boy. What do you understand me? You understand <laughs> Kobe me? headphones, like what? And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with y'all about that. Like I knew I knew about Nas because Nas gets played everywhere, right? Right. But I I only knew about hit single Nas. You know what I mean? I didn't really it wasn't like the breakdown of like what I expected, right? right. I'm I'm playing through the album and I'm like, son, wow. Like, okay, I need to really start looking some stuff up, right? <laughs> and so like those are the things that really that's how it's really affected me is that all the way down to the way I communicate, how I talk to people. Hip hop is literally how I feel about it. It's literally paved the way for how I communicate with people, whether it's just talking regularly, whether it's me writing something for somebody or to somebody. I mean, all the way on down to my career and what I do now for, for work. So I, right. I think the language of it all probably is the biggest thing for me. Hip hop taught me that I can continuously be myself without having to sacrifice anything that it means to be me. I mean, that was the one thing that made me fully accept me is hip hop. So that's that's how it's affected me personally. Where where I remember um I wrote my first rap, I was probably like eleven or twelve. The first rap I ever did, and this is some goofy shit, I'm letting you know right now. So trigger one. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is always goofy. Yo. So I was probably like in third grade. And, you know, we always had the goofy shit going on. So, you know, niggas was doing a, that diarrhea song. And I just started, like, ad-libbing. And it was just rhyming. Song. Yeah. <laughs> the diarrhea song. No bullshit. And, uh, yo, they was like, yo, you kind of nice. So I was just like, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... That and then it was like another thing I used to do. I used to um like parody songs, um make to you know make fun of people because you know I was a toxic ass nigga. So like cousins or whatever, like I would like, I would like kind of like change words around like like on some weird Al Yankovic shit, but not you know yeah. not, not goofy like you know like nah, right? It was right. corny, but it was it was funny. And then I realized like you know what maybe I could really you know put it together, and you know. The rest was history, you know. Um, I mean, it was a bunch of music in my house, you know. My dad had, you know, all Jay's joints, all Biggie's joints. My, my dad's from Brooklyn, you know, like he's so he's so damn Brooklyn. So Brooklyn. <laughs> he's, he's so damn Brooklyn. Like the only Nas album he got is um is Ill is Illmatic and um Godson, and I think he just got Godson just to compare the two with uh the Blueprint too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Cause he he kind of he kind of hates on Nas. I'm like, yo, like he he can rap, you know. Just despite all the other shit, like he he can rap. Like give him that, you know. What right. I mean? And you know, I remember, um, yeah, Nas definitely. Cause 
you know, typically like in high school, what we was doing like ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, we was just doing the typical New York shit. Yo, I got guns that I make it, you know, like we had all that, you know, all that crazy shit. Cause that's just what we was that's what we that's what that was our frame of reference. And then yeah. I think it was around the time that, you know, um that, you know, Nas kinda came back into the fold. Um, you know, going back with Jay Z or whatever and we started to like kind of shift to a more like conscious, more real rap. I was like, yo, like let's, let's actually start rapping about like real shit. Cause you know, niggas start getting beat up for rapping stuff that they didn't live. So <laughs> started getting real, you know, as, as means of self-preservation, we decided to, the you know, <laughs> switch it up a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, I started to really get into, into the crates, you know, like most deaf and, um, I like, I like common and, once I met, once I met Scribe in college, and he put me on to, um, put me on to, uh, to Talib and um, Pharrell Monch. Mm. And before I met him, only th- only song I remember was Simon Says. And then you know he she showed me the album Desire, and then I started you know to dig deeper, and then like you know organized confusion and all of that, and yo just fire, man. There's something about when you fat, like you just rap better. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he can still rap, but when he wasn't rapping like that when he was fat. Yeah. Shout out to Fat Pharaoh, R.I.P. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! But it's just you know, being able to tell stories and just express yourself was just always so. That was my outlet. You know what I'm saying? Some people had sports. Some people still got sports. Some people have all of those multiple avenues. But nothing was quite the outlet like music. Like, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Music is just like, it's so universal, man. It's like, very few things like connect on that level that music does. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, like, I didn't know Braxton and Scribe before this call. You know what I'm saying? Never knew of y'all existence before this call. But, like, just from the couple of minutes of listening to y'all talk and, like, you know what I'm saying? Just just listening to how, you know, we all kind of, like, how we grew up in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already feel like, like, I feel like I've known y'all for way longer than the duration of this call just because it's, like, you know, just that 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 connection that hip hop provides, you know what I'm saying? Like the, it, it's weird, man. It's weird when you like try to break it down. It's, it's it's something that can't be explained. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is a hip hop AA meeting. It is. That's what it feel like for real. All right. So, um, the big point that we wanna um that I wanna like bring up now actually. And that really the, the purpose of the show, you know, bring everybody together was just the responsibility of the artist for, you know, the message that we're putting out there. You know, um, we all are pretty positive brothers when it comes to the, you know, the, the music we put out there. Um, Zeke, too, even though uh, I don't know what happened. He must, he must have got kidnapped. I might have yeah, to... he hit that spliff and was out. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga is on a turnpike somewhere. I don't know where the hell he went. <laughs> yeah, because that's why I like, took like two pulls. I was like, all right, we relax. 
Yeah, because like each like time like his camera went off and it came back on, he's in a different place. <laughs> hey, that's facts though. I was like, wait, wait, is anybody else noticing this? <laughs> My man came back, answered one question yeah. with the rolling in his mouth, and then he was out after that. Yeah. This nigga came to the church function, took the food and left. Yeah, like, <laughs> all right, one. But nah, but again, like we all pretty much um you know, center our music around, like, a positive kind of uplifting kind of message. And, you know, we all know people that, you know, artists that may not have that kind of situation. Um, Certain rainbow-haired individuals, you know. I'm talking about real life, bro. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right, yeah, we, we can keep it in real weak, life. I'm weak at the clap back of real life, bro. Come on, son. <laughs> well played, sir, well played. So, you know, um, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Cause I mean, again, I get what, you know, a lot of people is doing. Everybody has a different life. Everyone has different goals to try to accomplish. Some people, it's not just expressions like, yo, this is all I have. Like, I can't, I can't get in the nine to five. I'm not mm. doing the military, mm. whatever it is. Like, I'm not doing that. This is my way out. My jump shot is trash. This is it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I can't fully fault, you know, that. And sometimes some people honestly don't know better. They don't know the power that music has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like music is so influential that you don't even realize it until, like, somebody brings it up. So, That's like, like I, I, I told Brax in this thing, I, I keep doing the same um, example, but if you think about, like, how a metronome goes, like, hypnosis, like, that's a rhythmic mm-hmm. tick. And that that lulls you into like a kind of oh a rhythmic you see the bar right there <laughs> yo, this yeah nigga. yeah this yo, nigga, man. come on <laughs> <laughs> you see the way the arithmetic when I arithmetic <laughs> oh man I'm about to meet you my nigga now but um, I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah like I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry it puts you in like a trance like state or whatever and then you know start making suggestions over that and that's basically mm-hmm. what music is so yeah. we think about like we got a shorty coming over you know what i'm saying we're gonna set the mood we're gonna throw on you know every artist that can sing besides mr r kelly you know what i'm saying like we're gonna do that you know what i'm saying we're gonna throw on the old schools the osleys or whatever whatever well it depends mm-hmm. if you throw on the osleys it's, it's somebody special they might stay tonight but if it's like you know one of these let me shut up you get the point you get the point <laughs> so <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So, we're using that to set the mood. You go to a department store, they're playing, like, uplifting, you know, like, not uplifting, but, like, happy music, you know, to put you in a shopping yeah, mood. Yeah, right. It's all, it's so powerful, and it's so subtle. So, you know, with that, do you guys, first of all, do you guys keep that in, in mind when you make the music that you make? Absolutely. That's facts. That's facts, man. Um, it's like, I always felt like there was an inverse relationship between, well, there is, like, there, there has to be, like, an inverse relationship between um, how people are, you know, when they want to dance and how people are when you have them sitting still. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, really lyrical rappers will catch it bad because we get called boring. And the fact is, people get so used to not having to think when they're he- they hear music. Anytime you start to rap, I mean, I'll tell you what they say to me. You use too many big words. Uh, oh, you know, you Sharif, you pre, you oh, sound like a hotel. Like, so it's like, 
but mm-hmm. it's like you are much more um i guess i guess you are much more annoyed by that like when you're not used to like bringing yourself around any type of actual thought you know what i'm saying so it's like if, if the if the hip-hop is not first of all it's even put it's either pushing you forward or backwards it's, it's no neutral so it's like if, if the music isn't pressing you forward specifically towards liberation and yes, self-expression when we talk about b-boys, b-boying and DJing and shit, but like specifically things like tag art and, and things like MC and like lyricism and wordsmithing, you know, you have to make sure you transmit in a real message to the people. Like it has to be something that's edifying. Like what do you gain from telling these dudes or what do you give to the community by telling them, you know, fuck these bitches? Like it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So it has to be something constructive. It has to be something edifying, man. It, it, or if if not, then I'm going to instantly assume that you must be being financed by somebody that ain't black. Because mm-hmm. what black person in his right mind would tell another black person to kill another black person? You know? Not to say that yeah. at times you don't have to squeeze the trigger. But, oh, so it's deep, I'll man. It's, it's, sip of wine. <laughs> it's levels. It's layers to this. No, nah, I feel that because you know, um, I actually thought about that when uh, Dwayne asked me to come kick it with y'all on the on the meeting about it in a conversation. Um, you know, and the message that artists are portraying um, and their level of responsibility. <clears throat> the crazy part about it is, I remember when the Genesis Six situation happened. And the first artists that you saw out there were most deaf, but there were also two other artists out there, Jeezy, right? He was on, on the front lines all in the, I think he did a whole CNN interview, I think. And then there was T.I. Both of those cats were on the front line of that entire situation um, and represented, uh, they represented the black community very well. Um, and where I'm going with that is, if you look at the history of their early music, specifically T.I., because he raps a lot differently now, but, um, yeah, you know, you, you go look back at his early careers, and I mean, <laughs> I still rock out to it from time to time, right? But when, when, where I'm going with it, especially cats like Jeezy, who just so happens to be very educated, far from ignorant, right? But if you look at if you look at Jeezy's music, even up until this day, right, he raps about his environment, what he came from. But then if you also watch his interviews and the things that he talks about, bro, I ain't gonna cap. I would love having Jeezy on the front lines representing the people. So like when you when you talk about their responsibility, it's such a two-edged sword because I mean, that's really the reality. Even when it started, you know, people was rapping about their environments and, and things they had going on, whether you were a product of the environment or whether, you know, casualty, liability, however you want to, however you want to word it, you know, it's so tough because, you know, to kind of piggyback off my man's, what he was just talking about, like, I'm one of those artists who feel like, man, when you rap, it needs to be about something that's progressive to people. It needs to be edifying. But then at, in the heart, it's like, damn. You know, when I look at these cats, it's, it's, it's tough for me because mm-hmm. when stuff pops off, those are the cats that be on the front line and, and, and shock the hell out of the world because they, <laughs> you know, what they talk about and their level of knowledge behind it and, and all that, shit, you yeah. would have thought, thought they never knew, you know. Um, right. It, it, like, like you said, it's deeper than that because my man said, man, look, it make me believe that 
they being financed by somebody that ain't black. I never even took it there because that I wouldn't have thought it. So that brings about a yeah. whole nother topic, a whole nother subject matter. But like I said, yeah. I say all that to say, just like you grew up, we talked earlier about being a square or whatever, you know, especially if you keep away from hip hop or like you grew up in the church, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of black people do. I did, you know, they didn't want Sad. us listening to that secular music. <laughs> <No>. all that, <laughs> that, that, that worldly music. Right. You feel me? But then when you really, when you really look at it, man, like you either, you was where I come from, you feel me? You was either, you was either a gangbanger, you was a thug, because people don't know there is a difference. You was either a gangbanger, you was a thug, or you was a square. You feel me? You was a hitter, you was a banger, you was a square. That was it. You feel me? But there was, there was no separation between who the heroes were. If that makes sense, because the gangbanger or the thug or the square, usually the main cats in charge is all three of them. They usually the most educated. (laughs) They usually know the most. They know who need to be on the block and who don't need to be on the block. They know who need to be doing this, who need to be doing that. You know, so hip hop, in my opinion, is so much more intricate. You know, I can get up here and preach a message to the people the way that I may speak, but my cat that grew up in the trap and actually was trapping might have a different way to portray that message. And it's going to sound a lot different than how I would Mm. deliver the message. But I think the messages are equally necessary. Yes, you can run both sides of the spectrum into the ground, but I think the messages on both ends are equally necessary. And the reason why is because, yeah, Jeezy talks about a lot of stuff that I never lived. Right. But at the end of the day, when Jeezy get up on there on CNN and do that interview, all of the people in the trap are watching him speak. So it's equally as important. If Jeezy get out there and say, hey, y'all niggas need to vote. Guess what? The whole the whole set finna be at the polls, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's it's equally as important. You feel me? Yeah, most most definitely. Um, It's it's weird, though, because I feel like it's such a, a dichotomy. Because you think about, you know, the albums that people put out, and then you think about the interviews. And the thing is, like, yeah, the, the albums are going to outlive the interviews. You know, that's that message right. of, you know, what you've been doing, how you've been brought up, is still going to outlive that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, the, if you think about it, like, the way that things, like, stick in your mind is when you add a melody to it. That's how niggas do their ABCs. In fact. You try and do something mm-hmm. alphabetical order. What do you do? You go through your ABCs. It's you know what I'm saying. Counting from one to ten, it's the same thing. We added the melody to it so that we could remember it. So yeah, it'll definitely stick on in you know your mind like temporarily, like the interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the the songs, the albums, the catalogs, that's like setting up shop in your subconscious forever. Mm-hmm. So again. You know, just the ones that know better, um, we definitely have to make sure that we're very conscious about, you know, the kind of content that we put out there. You know, sometimes you got to write something and not release it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've done that several times. You know what I'm saying? I, several I did, occasions. I, did, I remember back in high school, I dissed this nigga. <laughs> I wrote a whole diss track on him. I was like, you know, I'm not going to like A you out, but I'm going to tell you to your face. Like, yo, I, I really... <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> I really fuck with you like that, bro. Did I'm you saying? run up on my man's like I said, yo, out of nowhere? You just hit <laughs> man. I get that nigga all kinds of shit. I, was, I remember this other time we were supposed to be on a song, and then he kicked me off the verse. Cause I was bullshitting on you know you know how that go. You know 
where you know you take too long to bring it, pull out your verse. I yeah. saw him at the store with some joint. I was like, yo, what's good? Yeah, damn, chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where it was. But <laughs> uh... Yeah, he's with some joint or whatever. Like he just released a song. I was like, "Yo, what's good? That song was trash, my nigga." <laughs> and gave him a dap, and like, uh, <laughs> that's uh, nice. and the look on his face, he was like, <laughs> and you know, we laughed about it, you know, later. But yeah. like, that's just kind of how I always been. You know what I mean? Like, cause. Like, if I see, if I know you, if I know your potential, or if I know what you're putting out, and then I see you, you know, trying to go the, the Mickey Mouse route, I got to say something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what's the angle? Are you trying to be famous? Or, like, what you trying to do? Like, you really want... Because a lot of things that people don't talk about and that artists talk about all the time, once it's, like, mega famous, is how fame is a trap. Fame is not really all that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember one time I rocked a show, which... I'm pretty sure everybody here performed or whatever. If you haven't, or if you're listening, you haven't performed, that you have that talent, do that shit. It's, it's fucking invigorating. But yeah. I, I rocked this show or whatever, and then there was people waiting outside for me. Now, I've been jumped before. So I'm already sizing oh, up home and hit first. outside for you. Yeah, they was just waiting outside. Like, like it was 3 o'clock and they a bully or something. Uh, so I was like, this nigga twitches. So I'm hitting him first. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm size up the situation. It goes, nah, you know, like you really don't. Like I'm like, you know, I want more information. Ah, ah. That one guy was still twitching us. I was like, mm. <laughs> but you know, I had my I had my feet planted accordingly. But kept the head on a swivel. Of course, you got to. But you know, that little thing, like I got a little bit of anxiety from that, and it's just like, imagine, like I'm just a, I'm just a regular nigga. You know what I mean? Like right, a regular Time's nigga like with a million. <laughs> Yo, imagine are. that times no i'm saying like i i, I see what you're saying though like yeah. imagine that one that's one situation but amplified you know what i'm saying like yeah you in a in a in a in an arena you know what i'm saying and i don't know man a lot of people don't be realizing what they what they are i feel like a lot of people jump into it not realizing you know what all comes with it you know, right. they don't, a lot of people don't be knowing what they're asking for, you know, when they're trying to like obtain that type of lifestyle and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I, I see what you're saying though. Yeah. Like, nah, <laughs> like I'm just thinking about it. Like imagine like, imagine every pop star or like every rapper that like, kind of crossed over right before the moment right before they got security when they realized you know what i might need security they was like yo fuck this <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right it's just i don't know it's not it's not for me i, I stopped you know i've given up trying to be quote unquote famous like as far as like rap famous you know yeah yeah i still i still ghost right i'll make this shit tired of trust me it but wouldn't look, even be <laughs> It's a, I'm not to cut you off, but like it's like it's ways to be. It's so many like uh, like niche artists out here that are like super popping that are, and are eating off of what they do and are not acknowledged by the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. ways to like you don't nowadays you don't even have to you know 
pursue that route. You know what I'm saying? Like you could just, you could really just rock out with like a thousand fans for real, like a thousand diehards for real. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's everything has now become so like, um, so like, like, like Warhol said, like everybody got their 15 minutes. Like everybody has the ability to, to claim their 15 minutes now. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has their own platforms and things like that. So it's, it's to the point now where we don't even have to be on that level anymore. And I feel like that was that, that like, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it like a, like a, like a pipeline for real, like from, you know, like the, the hood to the mainstream pipeline or whatever, like we don't even have to like buy into that, that system anymore. You know, I think that's, I mean, not think, but you can see how that was that type of, like, I don't know. You you see how many people get caught up trying to become, you know, like the, the rap superstar, you know, yep. end up like their lives end up taking a turn, you know, not putting everything on like, you know, on, on rap or whatever, but. Just when clout chasing goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, when cloud chasing goes wrong, volume one. Yes, featuring a lot of these young dudes. Like, it's it's crazy, man. It's 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 crazy. It'd be certain stuff that I don't even want to like speak on, but it's like you see the headlines and stuff. Like, then you just kind of can't help but speak on it. Like. His name rhymes with uh, uh, academics, right? <laughs> Word. <laughs> for, for, for example. Uh, I, don't think, I, I don't think I'll ever figure yeah. this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, but is. I mean, right. a perfect example of, like, a clout chaser. You know what I'm saying? Like, clout That's chasing cool. going wrong. Like, you're doing all this and that, all these antics and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And now look at you, you don't lost your job, you know what I'm saying? Like you got banned from your other platform that, you know, was like one of your main sources of income and stuff like that. And now like, now you, you resort into like being a SoundCloud rapper. Like it's, it's just weird, man. It's just weird. The internet has, has made like, uh, um, has made hip hop weird and the responsibilities of people in hip hop, you know, I think the, the just the internet and the, the fast food culture has like, uh, just like, like penetrated the hip hop, like what hip hop really like truly is about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, like, it's really convoluted it, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just got so many people like just, Acting crazy, doing this crazy shit for for what? Nah, I feel you on that, and you know, not just scholastic news is what we'll call them, scholastic news. You know what I'm saying? Um, but a lot of these like hip hop journals, like, even not even just like hip hop or urban, like in like black media, like you could tell, like nigga, you didn't grow up on this. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like you, you just started watching Martin like two years ago. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're not, you're not familiar with it. Right, them. right, right. You know what I'm saying right, like, right. like, and this is, 
and they got all these like nerds in front of like actual artists asking dumb questions without oh, it's context. It's very tone deaf, and it's just like it's cringy. It's yeah. very cringy. DJ fucking Black. <laughs> oh man, here he go. Hate that nigga. Nah, here you go. <laughs> oh man. Nah, man. You know it's weird, man. I feel like like because at at first when I first started watching his interviews, I was like, oh okay, this is cool because he's like talking to people who don't necessarily you know get chances to like tell their stories and stuff like that. But as time went on, it started getting more and more like federal. Like it started yeah. looking like, you know, something that could be admitted, you know, as evidence in court. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the interview, the questions, I'm just like, I had to like unsubscribe from the channel and just like stop giving that my energy completely. Yeah. He went from um, DJ Vlad to uh, DJ First 48. There you go. There you go. Snitch TV. Hello, world. <laughs> All right. So, would any of y'all ever go on DJ Vlad um, if you wanted the exposure and you knew you wasn't getting Because you know he don't pay nobody. Would y'all ever go on there? No. 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 I'm thinking about that dude that snuffed him. Man, oh, uh, the one that <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. You, know, nah, you may as well sell your soul at that point. Yeah, I feel like he's like the... um. I feel like he's the gatekeeper to the devil. I don't know. Like, mm. like if you ever, um, if you ever, you know, indulged in, in porn and they always have like someone's premiere film when they first, you know, mm. I don't do that. Uh, anymore, but, like, and back in the day, the pop casting couch back in the day. Yeah, exactly. They used to have like some super fat guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, here's his 50 bucks. <laughs> then, like, he over here smacking yeah. smack cheeks and like Travis, like, where's this going? Where's this like, conversation? I'm, like, try, she's the, I'm she's trying to clean, follow you, big dog. I'm just saying, she's like a clean eight and a half or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Like on a scale from, you know, she's almost a dime. She's like dimey, dime adjacent, if you will. And it's just like this guy looks like he's like the manager of Blockbuster, you know, smacking the cheeks. And then the next thing you know, she's like. <laughs> Then she becomes a household name. So, you know, it's... Manager of Blockbuster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... Uh, I'm just <laughs> it's, it's an aesthetic. You know what I mean? But, yes. 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 But, yeah, you know, I feel like he's kind of like that. Like, he's like the the gatekeeper. Like, okay, once you do this, then you'll, you'll open the door to other stuff. But you're going to be mm-hmm. here. You're not going to get paid. You may incriminate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to... You know, he's definitely in that circle of things that like uh, uh, artists like have to do if they're trying to like reach a certain level. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's on like the on the press run for like how to how to fuck your your career up for real. Yeah. 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 Kind of like that whole give or take magic thing. Like, yeah, you'll do great things, but you're going to have to pay for everything that you have the power to do. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not with it. I, I agree with my man's what he said. You know, what you put out there, you know, needs to be edifying for that platform. For me, you know, anybody honestly who considers themselves to be even remotely conscious or just about people in general, especially our people, you know that when you put something on wax, whether you spit it or whether you write it, the moment you say something, people listen it immediately. Yeah, immediately, yeah. like. Man, I went to college with this man. He he will tell you, like, I can never walk across campus without 
it's, it's not going to happen. Like, if I'm walking across campus saying something wild, bro, yeah. it, it just it wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? So, like, and that's anybody who has any kind of uh, influence, right? You know, and the, and the problem with, like you said earlier, the, the whole microwave mentality is that now, like, people's attention spans are so short. So you've got this whole hooked on phonics era where people are not listening and not paying attention, right? To people right. who are actually saying things, you got cats that rap about mm-hmm. nothing, like at all, right? It's all about the melody, man. It's melodic, right? man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, people, you have to find a way to to keep attention. But I think at the end of the day, that goes back to your platform. And I think me, one of the things that I've done um, with the project that I'm going to start working on is get people that together that don't necessarily sound like me maybe not necessarily even mm-hmm. speak about the same things so that we can touch a multitude yeah. of people you yeah. know what i'm saying because all right. it really takes to get people to listen is for jeezy and most deaf to make a track it's that simple people gonna be like who is this on the track who is that on the track now you listening to both of them cats think about how right. many artists that you heard of for the first time because they was on a feature and they was nothing right. like the other artist you was listening to big fact right right you know what I'm saying? Like years that's, ago, uh, Feral Monster did a track with Mike Shinoda. People didn't know who Mike Shinoda was. They didn't know he was a Lincoln Mike Park Shinoda. cat. Right, right. They didn't know, oh, that's Mike Shinoda. Who is that? Yeah. Bro, Lincoln Park, big dog. Oh, snap. Right? Right, right. Feral Monster got a whole track with Mike Shinoda. You mm. know what I'm saying? So, and it's called High Voltage if you've never heard it, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm about to check um, it out. And they did, I think they do, they did two versions of it, actually. I mean, but I say that to say that all, that's all that it really takes, man, is, is, Mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing going back to music and its importance and what it means for people, especially us, you know, it just takes Mm -hmm. a couple of cats to get together that can, that can reach a common goal. Doesn't even have to have the same message. It can be the same message delivered two different ways or a different message delivered two different, it doesn't matter. You know, that's how you get people to listen. And so, um, that's that's the way I see that whole thing, man, uh, as far as, you know, we have that responsibility, not just as artists um, for the people, but for the people who are the artists, <laughs> you know, yeah. we we yeah. have like like you were saying, we control more of the narrative now. It's not just what's put out on the airways and now we're forced yeah. to nah, that 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 day is dead. Now we yeah, we can start it's a zone a whole right community now. of us. <laughs> yeah. hey, can I ask you a question really fast? So like, oh, I want to ask everybody a question, right? Because like, yeah. I want to listen to all your music after we're done, but I, I don't like surprise. Right, same, so, like, same. Yo, who are, the, who are like, I don't know, two or three people or two or three MCs that y'all are compared to? You know, everybody always make comparisons. Like, if y'all been mm-hmm. compared to anybody, who do you normally hear? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so out of um, all the years that I've played people my music, I've gotten, I've gotten Kendrick. And I've gotten Cuddy. Um, those are those are like two of the the main ones for me. You don't be humming and shit though. I mean, I you know I don't I don't I don't do that. It's only one man that can hum on the track. Cuddy okay? be killing that shit. Yo, listen. You killing that shit. Man. You speak the ancestors be speaking through him. Right. Yeah, it's very Negro spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be doing yes. something to your spirit, yo. Man, hold on. 
right, I'm gonna go second. Um, I've gotten Kendrick. Um, I've gotten Tupac, and then I've always been like, how? And then like, you know what? Then I, I then I, I I rapped one verse like in Tupac's voice, and I was like, oh yeah, I get it now. Yeah. But um, and I think who else? I'm trying to think who else. Mm, actually, nah, that girl was just trying to hit on me, so never mind. But yeah, it was always <laughs> either it was either Kendrick or, or like Tupac. That's what I've gotten before. Or I've been told like I sound like a New Orleans nigga, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, I don't even know. We'll find we'll find out after this project drops later this year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point I've only got a, a couple of different things, a couple of different tracks that I've been on that are out mm-hmm. that people can listen to. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know my voice are right and it's just me. That's kind of what I'm happy about. But I haven't been compared to anybody just yet. Wait yeah. until December, this, this, no later than December this year. You guys will find out. Y'all can tell me. Oh, yeah. Dwayne, what about you, bro? No, nah, I just said, like, Kendrick. Oh, you just said that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm hot. Yeah. But, yeah, it's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what about, what about you, though? Like, who have you been compared to? Um... So I feel like people, when they, they just describe somebody from the older era and they just think of the first person from that older era that they can think of. So because of that, like, it's like a broad range because it's like whoever they just, I don't know, last heard at the time, right? I think what they right. really mean to say is just you give us the old, you know, 90s vibe, right? Yeah. right. Um, but I say if I got anybody the most, it has been... Hmm. Okay. I say Nas and... People say most deaf, but people don't really listen to most deaf like that. I think they just be capping. They just think it's somebody that's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, y'all, you don't know nobody. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just know the, they just know the Miss Fat Booty. They'll pick yeah, they'll pick one of those. You know, you know, they probably you know Muslim. They probably you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know, the Talib Kweli crowd. You give them that vibe. They might not necessarily be familiar exactly. with the discography, but yeah. you give them that vibe. Say, now let. From like oh, a usage friend. of syllables, like in like yeah. in terms of like from a technical perspective, I might understand the comparison to Nas because I actually try to like adopt his technical uh, or his technique, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found, and maybe y'all can help me out too, like what y'all like, what was that like that moment where like a light bulb went off where you figured out, okay, this is my style, right? Like, this is my creative process. This is my style, whatever, or my core style. Because like me, yeah. I had an issue because when I would hear rap, like I used mm. to, like when I was little, I used to use big words all the time. Right, um, right. Well, big words for my age. And so yeah. it was hard for me because I didn't know how to talk in like smaller syllable words and rhyme in it. Like it's harder to me. So finally it just came down to me, like from like from a creative process standpoint, just I guess, I mean, you just have to be in love with syllables, really. Yeah. That's all. You just have to, you know, syllables, pronunciation, intonation, inflection, and all that. Yeah. And then your, your sentences might be shorter. Your, the words might be bigger inside each bar. But if you rock it the right way, and if mm-hmm. you punch in at certain times, it kind of works like that. So I just kind of understood the lyrical thing because initially when I started, it was just like, poetry it was just you know uh open mic poetry that kind of thing um and people yeah. were telling me to rap but i was like don't nobody want to hear what this i'm like i'm rapping some hotep shit don't nobody want to listen to that you know what i'm saying so but then right, i tried right. it, i was like okay i actually have to have a process as to how to get these bars to sound okay and crisp and then get them on a track so 
I just had to figure out what my style was. What was y'all style? What was y'all revolution where y'all understood the paradigm? Um, with me, um, the weird thing is like I kind of always just attract attack um attract attract differently. I don't think there's any song that I have that like sounds like similar. And um I remember one time um one of my engineers, I've had a few over the over the years, one was like, yo, you know you do this, like you always have this pattern where like you have this syllable, that syllable, and then you like switch it up. And I was like, mm. No, I just do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just mm. but I thought it was dope, but he was able to pick that out. But um I actually had a at a bar and it's it's kind of it's very simplistic, but it makes sense. I mean it's like um, will I ever find a style and stick to it? And I was like, don't put me in a box unless it belongs to your queen. Like, I just always do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> fucking scumbag, dude. Sir, that is not bag, nice. Dude. That is not nice. Yeah, I know, I know. I've I've had a lot of degenerate um, under the guise of, like, music. And that's actually why I haven't put out something in a while because, like, you know, I've... You know, I'm, I don't really live that that lifestyle anymore. In fact, uh, mm-hmm. one of my biggest songs, which I wrote in like 2009, when I was out here partying and doing all kinds of other stuff, living that worldly life. Oh yeah, most definitely. That um, secular life. <laughs> secular it was, life. It was a random like it was an experiment. I was like, okay, so I've been doing this little conscious thing, and I've been doing, and you know, people kind of been rocking with it because I always was like, the beat always has to be fire. I don't care anything else. Right. Like, I'm not. Cause that's just how I am. Like I like music. You know what I'm saying? It's not just the Absolutely. words. It's like it's everything. It's everything that encompasses it. You know what I'm saying? Like don't give me like a filet mignon steak and then the sides is trash. Like nah. Like come on. Nah. It's, that's not a meal. It's just a steak, nigga. Like right, right. <laughs> so um, I had a I performed this song, and it was called the mullet, and it was like a simple thing. It was just like business in the front, party in the back, and it was an ill beat. And when I tell you, like, the open mic, that joint exploded. Man, who was coming to me? He was just like, yo, like, I love this song, whatever, whatever. Yeah, because, like, you know, I was able to do, like, a call and response. That's what I like to do. I like to do call and responses to get the crowd involved. That's, like, how I like to do it because that's an exchange of energy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that just helps me. It's a a good way to test, uh, to take the temperature of the crowd, but there's also, like, you know, again, an exchange of energy. So, yeah, like, that. There's times where, like, I was sick of that song. I was performing other stuff. I was trying to transition from that because, again, mm. like, I'm not, I'm not partying like that. I'm not really, yeah. I'm not doing drugs and nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, we're not doing a, that kind of death. We, we, we righteous yeah. now or righteous adjacent. Right. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Righteous adjacent. I like that. <laughs> so you know, but it's like, nah, throwing that joint. And so niggas was like, you know, the no music like for the mullet. And so I had to rap to that. I'm just like, damn, like, I can't escape this joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm over yeah. here trying to elevate and all that. So, but, um, damn, I don't even remember the question. I'm just talking shit now. So that, that kind of led to you, like, switching your style up, like, trying to, like, just make a transition from making yeah. songs like that to. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I, I, could, I could do anything. I call myself genre fluid. And I mean, like, I can do whatever. Like, I've done. I've done like a house album, like a house EP, or, like house music, whatever. I've done um, nothing but trap beats. I've done nothing but the miracle, the lyrical miracle soul beats. I've done right, all that. Right, right, right. 
I did like a tape um, called 1990 Now, like nothing but like 90s kind of inspired beats and stuff like that. The old, the old school back and forth joint. Like I, I did all that. Yeah. You know what I mean, and each one like hit different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not about putting myself like not limiting myself because ultimately, you know, I can't see myself like being older and like you know necessarily like doing the whole multiple syllable thing i can see myself doing some uh some gil scott heron stuff you know i got it you know yeah. i got to find the back in the live band and i'm just saying a little yeah, something yeah. slick you know what i'm saying i can see yeah. myself doing that but you know i definitely um i definitely don't want to lose the roots but mm. as far as like my style like it's always changing it's always evolving because i'm always evolving and i think at yeah. some degree that needs to be like us as artists as well yeah, that's part of part of our responsibility. See, I got me so like I'm the guest. Somebody say something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would I would definitely say um, uh, I feel like a lot of us kind of started off like similar, like the lyrical miracle, more wordy. Like growing up, cannabis. You couldn't tell me cannabis was not that nigga growing up. Like uh. you could not tell me <laughs> cannabis. I was like. I was like, yo, cannabis kill LL. People really think LL beat cannabis. Listen, that's a People really tell themselves that cannabis lost to LL. Listen, man, that's a whole other episode in itself. (laughs) I was about to say, does anybody in this room feel like cannabis lost to LL? Because if they do, we need to talk about it right now. So here's the deal with that, right? Yeah. Uh, nah, nah, I'm not caping for nothing. I I thought uh, cannabis won, but then closely. like, but then my dad was like, actually, I think he kind of did say the LL loss, but I think um, what he was saying was was um, it hit hard because I remember I actually mm-hmm. listening to uh, Jack the Ripper as an adult, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is disrespectful. Yeah. But like, it didn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like a song that I would play again. It wasn't skillful, but, yeah. Yeah, but second round knockout, I was like, yo, this, this, this is hard. This nigga had Mike Tyson. Hold on, hold on. He had Mike Tyson on the <laughs> intro. Running on the beach with him and shit. Yeah. He said, I was going to defend you, but I didn't know you were. He said, I was going to say something, but I didn't I know you well enough to defend you, right? <laughs> I heard some niggas talking that shit about you on the app. <laughs> like, listen, you got Mike Tyson in your corner, it's over. Yeah, I just that album like really disappointed. And then the whole, you know, him trying to resurge and, you know, bring it out. You said that album disappointed you? The the uh the first one? The the blue disc? I don't know, man. See the bars were there, but like the production it was just weird. And I guess, you know, I was a kid. I didn't listen to it as an adult. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm gonna, you know, revisit like that. Because things things age, you know, things things age differently. You know what I mean? Like A lot of yeah. stuff, a lot of hits, a lot of stuff that niggas swore by. I listened to it as an adult. I'm like, man, this is trash, my nigga. Like, I tried watching scary man. movie. I tried watching scary movie on Netflix, and I could not make it through like the first. No, no, it wasn't a scary movie. It was Wedding Crashers. I I couldn't make it through like 15 minutes of it. But like back in middle school, that shit was like the funniest movie in the world to me, and I don't know why. Like things be aging. Terribly, man. Especially you. So talk to all right. So I need some opinions though, because we was uh, me and some of my boys was debating on that Jada uh, fab battle, right? Oh man, okay. here we go. Okay. 
I had it jaded by landslide. I ain't gonna say what my numbers was. Um, landslide. But mm-hmm. oh no, yeah, it wasn't close. But <laughs> my my two arguments for it were that I felt like mm-hmm. Fab picked the wrong tracks. He picked that's the, the, that's the terrible first, song choice. That's the first part because I that battle should have been way closer. Don't get me way wrong. Closer. I'm I'm a Jada head. I would have had Jada yes. winning regardless. Don't get me wrong. Same. Let me make that very clear. I got Jada winning Same. regardless. But they might have been able to go like. Boxing terms, they might have been able to go to like six or seven rounds at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he had, if he had, if he had to chose the right song selection, but yeah. One of my boys, who's like a, a music aficionado of any genre, I'm talking about go go house trap, all that. He's, okay, he's, he did. He's like a music historian, right? Right. Um, he was like, man. He said he felt like even the tracks that they played for Fab, he said Fab's music didn't age well. And I was like, damn, I had to think about it like He damn. should just play all soul tapes. All soul tapes, and they would have been close. I mean, but do y'all feel like his music didn't age well though? Like I, I I still haven't settled with that. Like I feel like that's a harsh critique. I don't know if I don't I, I don't know if I can say I think that's kinda harsh. Yeah, I think that's harsh, yeah, I think that's harsh bro. Harsh. I, I don't think that's true because when I when I play all the old fab joints that I like, boy, I'll be rocking. So, like, right, <laughs> right, right, right. I'm a bad, like, what? Like, keeping a gangster? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. At the end of the battle, they were saying, like, yo, let's have a mixtape back to back battle. And I was like, wait, hold now. That's going to be way fucking closer, G. Now, Fab, like, I think Fab, I think Fab <laughs> might win that. He might. Like, it might be one and one. They might have to do like a tie break after that because I don't he know. He went man. back to the basement, and people don't know about those mixtapes that he came out. That's the real, the biggest problem is people don't know about those mixtapes that put out after his last mainstream. People album, outside man. of New like, York, I will say, outside of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, like that's where the you know the fab bias is a little stronger. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from the Midwest, but I always grew up like. Listening to, I grew up listening to Fab. Like I was a Fab fan, but I was also like a heavy Jada Kiss Lots fan too. But yeah, if you have this conversation with somebody um, outside of like the you know New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, you know, I don't know, you might get you you might get a little more, you might get some different answers. But I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think his music age, I don't think it's aged terribly. You know, I think a lot of people Fab has the Wale effect where like he's a dope artist, but for whatever reason, people love to just like talk shit about him. You know what I'm saying? Like they they love to like make him kind of like the butt of the joke, I think cuz he's like just like the quintessential New York nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I, I don't know. I, That's just I mean, my POV I, on it. I feel that because I mean, I'm I'm just trying to feel like when when I saw everybody's comments after the battle, you know, yeah. like it was one of those things for me that I had it jaded by a landslide, but not because Fab is trash. And I think that right. a lot of people were saying it was jaded by a landslide because yeah. Fab is trash. The way they were acting, their responses were saying mm-hmm. that like. It'd be a lot of kids in the comments, though, too, man. I hate looking at them comments sometimes because it's like you can really tell, like, who listens to what. Right. You you can. Uh, No. 
like shirt. I'm like, man, Fab, Fab is nice, bro. I felt like it was really the the song selection, man. Cause it's I mean, I'm gonna tell song. you, after like song number four, I think Fab played the Five Fingers of Death jump. You know, that whole joint came on with the feature and all that. And I'm like, okay, Fab. After, like, the first four tracks, both of them, they was hot. The first four tracks, I'm like, okay, this is even right now. Like, this is about to be crazy. Yeah, and yeah. then, I don't know what happened after that. Because Kiss didn't Man. really play. He didn't, Kiss didn't even play none of the crazy-ass bangers that I thought he was going to play. Like, people was asking me, like, yo, did Kiss play this? Did Kiss play that? I'm like, nah, nah, he didn't play that. Nah, yeah. he didn't play and that. Like, and he said he wanted to, but, like, they, they do it. Cause they were doing a whole, they wanted to do a bunch of like girl joints or whatever, and you know that's not really his style. And you know I do prefer. I mean, the thing is, Jada can't do that though. Like he has like some some pretty decent girl joints, you know what I'm saying? And like he's been on like features of stuff, you know, for the ladies. So like he coulda he coulda did throwback if he wanted to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he coulda did. Um, did he did. He did. He did by your side. He yeah, did by yeah. I was happy that he played by your side. I had just listened to that the night before too, so I was I was hyped when he put it on. And he played one he played the uh this one of the slow Jones off his new album. Mm. Yeah. He actually played a track off his new album on that joint. Yeah, yeah that battle but, uh, was a mess, man. It was a, but I, I've always preferred um Jada over Fab. I think that they do really good to they do really well together. I feel like um he forces um Fab to make sure that he stays on his A game, but I feel like sometimes yeah. he gets a little lazy. And that, I think this is what happens with, like, punchline rappers in general, not even just Fab. Like, punchline mm. rappers is like, all right, let me just set this up. I already know the punchline. Let me just set it up any old kind of way. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think the one, the one that's mo- the most notorious is um is Dwayne Carter. But, you know, moving forward, amicably. Uh, okay. Now, sir, listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there will be no Dwayne Carter slander on this here Zoom Call chat. I don't know. It depends on which Dwayne Carter you're talking about, okay. big dog. Okay. You're talking about the last three years? I'm sorry. That just needs it's a frisbee. I'm sorry. Rash, bro. I downloaded okay. that man last album. I immediately took that shit off my phone, you bro. I ain't gonna hold you, big dog. That shit was taking up too much space after track three, bro. I was over it, bro. Nah, man. Like, I need to free up some megabytes. No, I'm gonna tell you for real, real deal. I was so I, I'm look, Dwayne to tell you, I, I didn't really even listen to that man like that, but I was actually hyped for this album. Like, all right, look, I need you a about switch to prove up. Something. I need a switch up. Let, let, hey, let's download this joint. I felt like I was the cool kid, you feel me? Immediately <laughs> downloading the album and shit right when it came out and shit, right? Man, uh oh, fuck, bro. And when you a writer and an artist, you know. You got to do the artist respect, so you struggle all the way through the album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, you put yourself through the yes, the crucible. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna just let's go. Bro, let's do I it. struggled all the way through that album. I wanted it to be so good, so bad, bro. I had to go back and listen to the dedication just to make myself feel better about the yeah, time. Clinch your palate. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. No, look. Dedication one, two. I even throw three in there. Uh, drought. You know, uh, Carter one, two, three. That Wayne can't slander him. Can't cannot slander him. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, need some, I need some intel though. I need some intel right quick because I've been wanting to ask some hip hop heads about this and I ain't downloaded it yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me the last Lupe album was fire. 
and that everybody slept on it, and I haven't heard it yet. Is that a Tetsuo fact? Tetsuo and you? Yeah. Uh, Tetsuo? No, nah, he had like two more albums after that. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't remember. I don't know what after. Uh, if you're talking about Tetsuo uh, and you from like 2014, you you talking about like no, nah, this was this was more recent than that. I want to say okay. this was like last year or something like that. It was oh, okay, the, okay, okay. The one I that I drove us. Nah, they had, yeah, both Droguses already. Mm. This was like Drogas last something? year when I heard people talk. I heard about Drogas. I, I I heard about the Drogas album. Yeah. I think this was even. I think this might have been after that. Uh, I heard. I heard the most recent Lupe album is fire, and I never. Okay. I didn't play the whole thing through and through. I get, I definitely got to check it out. That's one of my favorite rappers. Oh, I Absolutely. think it's Chill Chill Spotlight. Is that a? Is that a? Yeah. Uh, see, it's an EP. I it's am. an EP. It came out in February on Valentine's Day, actually. Okay, I'm gonna have to go have check, to check that, that out. Yeah, we, we should all check it out and do a review on it. Hey, I'm with that. Come back, I'm, I'm and with do that. a review on it. Word, word. That, I'm that, doing that. it right now as we speak. I don't like how people be disrespecting my man Lupe, bro. Man, I really, listen, man, Lupe, Lupe changed, changed the game a, for me, bro. Yeah, he changed my <laughs> life, yo. Like, kick push, <laughs> yes, made me yes. step the bars up like exponentially. Food and liquor, bro. The whole album. Yeah, yeah, it's still, ain't no, it's, still ain't nobody out there that rap like Luke, Lupe, fam. Like, mm-hmm. that dude, you, I used to have to really listen. I used to really have to listen to this man's tracks Look on repeat. Like, <laughs> yeah. bro, and then yeah. say it out loud so that I can understand yes. where this man was painting this picture, bro. Like, the fact that his mind works the way that it works, lyrically. Yo, was this like, nigga. Man. Y'all heard Food and Liquor too? Yeah. 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 Put him up is one of my favorite songs. That third verse, that man said, the laboratory happy for me because I'm back with my belongings. Ferrari about as ready as when Carrie was the prom queen. Think yeah. outside the box like I'm Larry Merchant, Don King, a glacier in Jamaica, or a penguin out in Palm Springs. I was like, bro, like how does this yo, man think like this, bro? No, like, I think highly of myself, like- but I'm like, it's just some people you just gotta like him black thought like it's a couple of them that's just like okay all right okay fam like mf doom black thought lupe that's that that's like <laughs> bruh mf doom black thought lupe for me is uh bruh that's just on some like whenever i just want to be fucking mesmerized bro yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like like don't bother me for another hour i need to think about what yeah. i just listened to type whenever shit. i need to restore my faith my faith in hip-hop yeah, There's a couple artists that I go to. Most definitely. Um, probably. Uh, actually, I'm gonna actually go through like um everyone's top five. Actually. Um, uh, don't do this. Don't do this. You never ask a man his top bro. five, man. That's that's sacrilegious. But you I feel like everybody that. should have it like on deck for just such an occasion. You know what I mean? <laughs> but oh, bro, I already, I already named, I already named a couple of my because. <laughs> Uh, what are we talking dead or alive? Like, what are we talking about? First of all, well, oh, top man, five, yeah. like, yeah, your top five, so like your favorite. You know what I mean? Because if we say, oh, my, talk we about talking best, favorite, just just yeah. favorite. We're not talking about like best lyricists. We just talk about favorite. Yeah. Okay, that's that's better. That's that's better. Yeah, because <laughs> there's <laughs> levels to it as far as like what's best. And, you know, that's we'll be here all day for that. That's a whole episode within itself. Bunch of niggas screaming back and forth. You know, we need libations <laughs> for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A couple chairs. Yeah, a couple chairs. You know what I'm saying? Man. So we got two episodes in the in the on the queue that we could do. 
Top five, man. I got, I don't know. It just, my spirit be different every week by week, bro. Like, Yo, cats that, be getting that, rotated that, in and out, bro. <laughs> that is, that is very much true. Yeah, yeah. I got to see who going to cancel themselves this week. Facts, I'll be like, bro, you man. know what? <laughs> yeah. Catch this like, nigga off the list. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I feel like I've been so steeped into my own, like, I've, I've really been in my own bubble, you know, on some on some artist shit. So, like, if it's really not, like, if I didn't make it or if it's not somebody that I, like, I fuck with, you know, I, I would just, at first I used to think it was very, <laughs> I mean, I used to think it was very, like, you know, like, Oh, you you being super cocky by saying you're your favorite artist, but like now that I'm a little older and shit, like I've learned to kind of stop like uh for lack of better word, like idolizing. Not saying that there's anything wrong because it's still rappers that I like idolize or whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I'll be listening to my own shit. I'll be like, yo, bro, you killed that shit. You 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 did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, I feel like you should always be like somewhere in your top five. Absolutely. Like that means you think highly enough of yourself and highly enough of your craft to associate yourself with the greats. Now, if you say you're number one, then all right, let me go out to show me something. Oh, if you at least rank yourself as you five, think? if you ain't high, uh, right, that, that means you show me you got somewhere to be. Yeah. You know okay, okay. I like. I see. I see that. I respect. You know I mean? I'm like, all right, hold it. Yeah. It depends on the day. Some days I might be number one. Some days I might, hey, some days I might be six. You know, sometimes, some days I might be 5.5. You know, it just depends on the day. So basically, don't give no dialon, 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 dialon that sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> dialon. I, all I'm saying is point, I understand dialon. <laughs> That's a good point that you make, though. That's a good point that you make, though, because as a writer for me, right, and just kind of really tipping the iceberg, and, and figuring out what me actually lacing music means to me and what it means to other people. Like I, I put out a a challenge, my, one of my boys, the, this nigga nice, but he challenged me to do a challenge and I actually put the video out and like everybody was like, yo, this shit is crazy. This is the first time we heard you. The last time I put a track out was eight years ago. It was eight years ago. And uh, everybody oh, loved that. Yeah, it was a yeah. So it was a long time, and everybody had been telling me to put something out for years. And I'm like, I ain't no rapper ass nigga. You know what I mean, all I do is write. All I do is write. You feel me? You know he nice. The longer the wider, the longer the the time gap in between releases, the nicer the nicer they are. Well, people people loved it, and so I kind of I somebody t- said something to me. Um, and, and said that, you know, when you have a gift and, and it gets confirmed, like you kind of owe it to the people because when you speak, people want to listen. And so for me, I was like, well, all right, I'm going to work on a project and I'm going to tell you all the name. Don't nobody else know it yet, but it's going to be called Strictly Therapeutic because that's the only reason I'm doing it. Right. I'm, lit- I'm literally doing it for me. But at the same point in time, I'm doing it for those, I don't know, 60, 70, 100 people that I know if I put it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. It's, right. it's just kind of my gift back. It's my gift to myself, but my gift to the people. And a big piggyback off what you said about you should always be on your own top five. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a couple of cats that I know personally that I've been in the studio with while they were putting their projects out. And I got their albums on repeat rotation on certain yeah, days. And I, be tell- and, I, and I tell these niggas like, 
every single time, bro, I'm listening to your shit right now. This shit fire. I don't give a fuck yes. if it's only 10 niggas told you your shit fire, yo. Look, your shit but fire, wanna, bro. Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, I swear to God, yes. bro, like, like the people yeah. that I know that put all that work in and all that time in. And they really serious about that craft, and they nice like that, bro. I let I let my partners know all the time, like, bro, thank you for this yeah. work, because that shit feels so different when you know the artist and you just yeah. call them up, yeah. like, yo, son, this shit is rocking, son. Like, yo, yeah. that's that's I, I ain't gonna cap. I got a couple of artists that I know that I I listen to. Jesus, I mean, way more than most mainstream cats or even underground cats, right. like. It, it hit different when the artists are your friends, whether it's producers showing you this new track they put out or somebody Absolutely. reading this new piece they just wrote to you or, you know, an artist come tell you, oh, yeah, I got this track I ain't released yet, but I want you to hear it so you can tell it's like me. like on some best kept secret shit. Bro, like when you get when you get that email with that untitled track. <laughs> all you see is that all you see is that paper clip. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts, bro. All right, bro, I'll call you back. Let me uh <laughs> word, Bro, that's word. lit. So like I agree with that yeah. though. I think you do need yeah. to be on your own top five. Cause this cat's like that with their own top five confidence. That's the reasons why cats like me that's fresh into the, the spitting thing is looking like, yo, I like that energy that son came with on that track. You feel me? Yeah. He got like sure. 500 heads and maybe listen to it. I'm 501. I'm okay with it, bro. Somebody yeah, else going to hear go. it next. Like, there you, go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, your top five again? Ah, man. Come <laughs> on, man. I'm just saying, that was, that was great, but like, you answered the question, you know? <laughs> All right. I could I could tell you I could tell you artists uh, a small list of artists that I have thorough like the utmost respect for okay on a lyric just lyrical level what they do lyrically Lupe mm-hmm. Jay mm-hmm. Elzai mm-hmm. Uh, all the Ooh. niggas from Little Brother thank you uh, Push. <laughs> Push and Alice. Um, I mean, that's that's just like that's just keeping the list short. Like, is that 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 be the thing? Or it's like it's so many like it's so many artists. It's just hard to just narrow it down to a top five. But yo, yeah, I don't know, tough. man. Elzai, that nigga is Elzai is nasty. Elzai is. Elzai's nasty. I'll give you, all right, so I'm going to give you a list. It's going to be a little non-traditional. Um, just to, so it, it, again, this is about where my spirit has been lately. It's probably going to be different next week. Right. So right. I'm going I'm to just give y'all who I'm with right now. Right now, EMC, because, bro, I don't know why, but EMC, even though all that shit, oh, bro, that shit be fire as fuck to me, the way their mm. production, all that. Specifically Strickland. Strickland is nice to me. I don't care what nobody say. Um, and then I'm gonna hit y'all and throw y'all for a loop here. Evidence, my man, evidence is super slept on, and I feel like evidence, evidence is listen, dilated man. I could pretty much pick that apart and be like, tell you why I really enjoy this group, right? So, evidence, evidence is just again, when we was talking about earlier about cats having spitting different ways and having a different message, you know, evidence don't spit like black thought, but he get that point across and how you like, yo, this is real. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> evidence, is, yeah. evidence is on my list right now. Little Brother, they came back after years out of the game and dropped Made a Lord Watch and it's still on repeat right now. So, yes, they are on my list. <laughs> okay. Um, and then there's there's Lupe uh, for me. Mm. I mean, like I said, man. I mean, Lupe is Lupe. <laughs> he, he's, he's always going to be up there for me, dog. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that just is what it is, dude. And then yeah. um, Big Crit right now. He's He's on my list right now. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I knew it. I, I knew, knew it. it. Yo, Big Crit is the epitome of oh. underrated. Yeah, Word. he's on my list right now. So that that's that's where my spirit is this week. Holla at me okay. next week. It might be different. All right, right. Word, word. All right, Braxton, what's your uh I might go say top five because niggas definitely ain't more than five. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know what? I wrote them down. I narrowed it down to five. Swear to God. Mm. All right. Um, although, yeah, this is going to change by like, you know, 10 minutes. But right. I got Nas, I got Jay, I got Black Thought, Lupe, and Tupac. Okay. So all my favorites. Okay. I say Jay, um, the Jay-Z from 10 years ago. That's how good his run was for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Jay-Z, even though I don't really, this shit is okay now. It's not as like, it's not the Jay. I mean, I miss Dark Caesar. Low cut Caesar Jay Z, this, this the dreadlock Jay or the, the twist Jay Z. He's just not. Uh, it's not, not raw like that no more. I don't know. The midlife yeah, crisis yeah. Jay Z. Uh, What's up? The man. midlife crisis. Uh, <laughs> damn, man. damn, like Basquiat you know, right. ain't doing it. Parent-teacher conference Jay Z. <laughs> uh, goodness, goodness gracious. Holy shit, that's funny. Nah, that's important though. Niggas that hate on Jay, they can't deny the resume, bro. Dude got the greatest resume in <laughs> yeah. history, fam. It, it's yeah. a fact. It is what it is, bro. Yeah. I, I'm not. I ain't never been a huge Jay advocate, but I'm not even. I can't sit up here and swell like my man. Don't got the greatest resume in the history of hip hop ever, bro. Ever. Like, dude, yeah, the, the dude is just perennially, perennially unstoppable. It's a fact, Damn, bro. Like, that's how good he is. He made somebody else say perennially. <laughs> bro, I'm trying like, to be that good. I was listening to uh, What's Free. By, that's been, my, that's been my, my theme song for the last week by Meek Mill. Um, and I ain't going to talk about that album. That album was fire. I just want to go ahead and put that out there. That last Meek album was fire. People slept on him, wow. talked all that shit, and then he dropped that album and ripped the shit out of everybody. But What's Free, when whole verse come on that joint, son? I'm like, bro. Yeah. All right, fam. <laughs> he had a little fam, chat. Like, he had a conversation. He had a little bro. chat. Quick little chat. Yeah, I think if he sticks to the, uh, I think if he sticks to the whole hundred three thousand thing that he's doing, like you know, popping in, doing a verse, and then walking away, whatever. I can I can get jiggy with that, and I mean, like that's that's cool. Um, yeah. I feel like you have more to say. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. Talk about me. No, I'm sorry. Are you talking about me? My bad. No, 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 no. You was good. I thought you was talking about my man's. It was his list. He was giving us his reasons and all that. Oh, my bad. Shit. Sure did. My bad. <laughs> no, not really the reasons. I mean, I, I was just wanting to explain Jay-Z because Jay-Z, I got to put an asterisk next to that because I don't endorse some of this. Like, I don't know. He's he not really going as hard as it used to go. Um, mm. and, may, and maybe, like, I mean, listen, he don't need to anymore. He's a fucking billionaire now. You know what right. I'm saying? So I guess, you right. know, everybody, I guess after a while you get full. But, um, yeah. I say, uh, you know the crazy thing. So you got Nas. Um, 
One of my favorite albums, even though it's not my favorite, but his most recent favorite album of his was, uh, what's it called? Life is Good. I think it came out in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good album. That was one of my favorite album. ones. Um, I wasn't really crazy about uh, Lost Tapes Part 2. Mm -hmm. really it's only three songs in that joint that I like. I think it was the Lost Tape Freestyle, Royalty's Cool, and then that last joint, I feel like that last song on there was supposed to be the outro for um, Life is Good. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. They said it was. They said it was. Man, that, that I don't know. You just felt it. Yeah. You just felt it. That shit with Kanye wasn't it. The seven songs? Man. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Hey, man. I was hey, like, man. damn, guys, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Bro, I heard about that. I never I never downloaded it, but because immediately so after it dropped, it. everybody said it was trash. Like, and it was so shocking to me that I didn't even go. I never even gave it a listen. I ain't going to lie to you. Right. And the thing is, like, I felt like he had the tools, but those weren't the kind of beats for him. No, like, yeah. Like, the only like, one that was remotely was the cop shot the kids, and then that was even that was that, like, that flow on that song pissed me off. <laughs> that was the one he was trying to sound like Slick Rick, right? Yeah, and the thing is, yeah, I yeah, don't. The that. thing that I don't like about Nas, and I'll let you finish. <clears throat> Damn, I sound like the nigga that produced that shit. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like with Nas, and I love Nas. He's definitely on my top. But I feel like sometimes as a writer you know when, like, damn, I need something to rhyme with this, and I can't think of it. Or, like, I just need to end up the, I need, I need the, uh, the last two bars for this verse. And then you just throw something on. together. He does that a lot. He Not gets lazy. Lot. He yeah, gets he lazy. gets lazy. And that, that irks me, because I know exactly when he did. I could tell when he stopped writing the verse, yep. and then when he's picked it up again. You can tell and, what they was thinking, yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm not going to say it's a lot, but it's enough where you can tell. Like, you, you can pay, if yeah. you pay attention, you can tell. Well, I'll like, tell you. I'll tell you. That day that irks me. Yeah. Just as a writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, let me see. Black Thought. Um, I don't think I ever heard a whack Black Thought verse in my fucking life. Nope. Like, ever. Nope. That man, that little midget, he can rap his ass off. So like, you know, he's just definitely one of my. I know y'all got the one. Uh, I think came out in 2019 with Salam Remy. Um, the one Salam Remy produced it, and then he had another EP in 2018 as well. Um, and I was like, I'm glad he back. So let me see. My favorite freestyle from him obviously was the joint with Funk Flex. The mm -hmm. 10 minute freestyle. That 10 minutes, bro. That was it. Bro, his breath control, like he didn't run out of breath. His throat didn't get dry, like nothing. Like he didn't even have to lick his lips. 10 That's straight right. minutes of straight That's bar. Right. It was insane, dog. Also, bro. to piggyback off of that, you know, as artists, we can all relate to this. Black Thought is so dope that there's times he'll be performing and the artist in his group will forget the words and he'll remember them joints. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's like just all around like great showmanship, just phenomenal artists. Like textbook. Textbook. Yeah. Textbook yeah. MC. I'm sorry. If you start saying my stuff, then I'll forget it. Like we we're not friends no more. We we have to <laughs> we have to fight after the show. Yeah, don't that's, a, that's like an that. immediate fade. Don't, yeah. don't embarrass me like that. We just gonna not say it. Yeah, right. you, you just gonna embarrass me <laughs> putting my friends. <laughs> like really, really, that's what we doing. Yeah, Black Thought is man, and I don't think it's streaming anywhere. But um, his the first project, the first Roots project, when they used to be called the Square Roots Organics. If you could find that, that that album is like fire, fire, fire. Yeah. Um, 
I remember seeing an old video. Black Thor used to look mad dirty. <laughs> he looked a lot different. He had the uh Yeah. He had the 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 he was rocking the the same shit that Sway used to rock. Yeah. The big yeah. ass hat with the you know with the brim on it and shit. Yeah, but the inexplicable head wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like he always had both. Inexplicable like, head wrap. Like I think that album came out of eighty seven. Yeah, like, no one's been nicer than like longer than him. Very few, very few, for sure. Very few. All right, uh, my bad. We keep cutting you off. I don't know, like your list is mad triggered. I'm sorry, but no, 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 it's good, it's good. And then, uh, I feel like Tupac is self explanatory. Yeah. Um, Hennessy, enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you got Lupe. Lupe is um my introduction into like technical rap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because well, no, I can't even say that because Nas is very technical. But I think Lupe is like ultra technical. Like you remember in Tesla and Youth when he saw the first track, Murals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I was like, like you got to decrypt it, man. And it's like stuff that takes that kind of skill is is so stimulating because it makes it's like a puzzle. You, like mentally, you start to be like, okay, let me figure this out. And like, yeah. if you like us, you know, we actually like to write it as well. It's it's really stimulating, man. Mm-hmm. So definitely, look absolutely. I remember when me and Scribe was in school. I'm not sure if you went to this joint, but they had like a um a hip hop like like meeting like seminar thing and they broke down the lyrics of like they compared which is which is goofy but they compared gucci man freaky girl to mm-hmm. lupe dumb it down yo oh, that's valid that's valid. On, son. that's valid yeah but like <laughs> right clear it's clearly valid right yeah yeah but that that song because i always thought it was dope but then like when they broke it down i was like bruh man yeah, Lupe is, so a, are you, Lupe is a different. So, are you movie. telling me that you don't like Freaky Girl, Gucci Man? Man, come on now, come on now. Nah, I I, I couldn't get with I, that. Don't I lie, bro. I went to college with you. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when you know. I liked it at the function. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> we definitely, you know. Yeah. If there's, you know, what I'm saying a nice little newbie enjoying around me. Yeah. And it's I on. Get, I'm going to act that. accordingly. But a nice little new get that. Yeah. You can't get no good dance to um got yourself a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I gave you power instead. Like, <laughs> yo, did y'all see that video where, like, you're like, yo, throw that Kendrick on. They had niggas break dancing that video. Yo, that oh. shit was so funny. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Yo, they had these little cartoon niggas, like, break dancing to um, This Dick Ain't Free. Wow. Funniest shit ever. Of all songs. Yeah. Of all songs. That's hilarious. Nah, but yeah, um, yeah, like honestly, if they did the got yourself a gun, like I don't know. That's that's I don't know. That's usually when like shit pop off right after that. Um got yourself a gun. But yeah, so my favorites, um Nas is up there, even though like I said, I, I gave my critique about him. Um Jay Definitely. Um, he really made me want to rap. Same. Um, Same. Royce to 5'9". Mm, yeah, I feel like 
I feel like he's highly getting underrated. underrated yeah, right now. Criminally. I feel like he's he's getting disrespected right now. I, yeah, I feel like he gets better and better. Like usually he should be on the decline, depending like you know, considering how like long he's been in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna hold you. Like you can't touch me. You're kind of banging the whip still. I'm not gonna hold you. But he's got so much better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Royce is crazy. Yes, very crazy. Um, Black Thought. Black Thought made me want to rap again. Jay made me want to rap. Black Thought made me want to rap again. Because mm. at the time I stopped, like, I just stopped. I wasn't really, I just wasn't feeling it. Right. And then Black Thought, and that was, like, from my brother playing. My brother raps, too. He's actually supposed to be on this podcast. My brother's nasty, too. Like, nasty. And I remember um, just hearing, um, I think it was, what the hell is that album called? Something with um, the album with Dead God on it. I can't think of that album. Oh, right wait, you talking about the the um? Why um, oh, I'm acting like niggas ain't got Google and shit? No, not that one. <laughs> you <laughs> wait, is it is the one with the crazy looking cover? Yeah, hold up. It's like a and then and then. It's, it's something about somebody getting shot or something like that. Nah, not that one. It was the one. It's the one before. It's the one album before Undone. Mm. I'm looking it up right now because it's gonna piss You're talking me. Talking about Black Thought. Yeah, but like that album. Yeah, Phrenology was fired too. Uh, How I Got Over. That's what it was. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I heard that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I need to get back into this thing. This this is kind of real. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. So let me uh about to wrap up soon. But yeah, um. So Black Thought, Jay, Nas, Royce the Five Nine, and Fonte, man, Fonte. Thank you, bro. I was just arguing with somebody about. Thank you for putting. Fontiga on your list, bro. Fonte's Drake's father, by the way. That's Drake's real father. <laughs> that's, I mean, he that's admitted it. That's a fact. That's a, that's a fact. The paternity test says, yeah. Yeah. That don't don't you have a don't you got a man? That shit slap, man. Like old Drake used to be. Yeah, we don't, don't got to yeah, talk about that right now. We're trying to keep it positive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bring the energy down, bro. Yeah. Try to keep it light. Try to keep it light. Love and light. And um, honorable mention. Damn. I'm stuck between most and fucking Farrell Marsh, man. Like, Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Mm. That's tough. That's tough. I would have to give personally. It would have to be a personal choice for me, and I would go with most just because he Thank affects you. me more personally. Yeah, but, I feel like Pharaoh got more of them lines. It's like, oh, whereas most is just like all around. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And, I, I agree and, with that. I agree with that. And most def was in the first and only hip hopera, Carmen. Okay, niggas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that and Bow Wow was in it too. We brought it full circle. Bow Wow was <laughs> in there, and he was locked up with with uh with Makai Pfeiffer, and they was rapping. And <laughs> how do you remember all of this? I don't even know like bits no. and pieces. I just remember Beyonce and, and most. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. That's, that's the, the Beyonce's leg. 
Yep. I'm going to tell you why most resonate so good with me, bro. Because the first time I ever heard most Def was that Oh No track that him and Nate Dogg did. And I heard the extended version where it doesn't, it's not the radio version where he ends, uh, pay attention, watch Flacco get it larger than y'all, put your pride on the rocks and make you swallow it all. And that just stopped the verse. Nah, the extended version had the whole extra clip at the end of that <laughs> joint. And I was listening to this cat and I was like, yo, how does Nate Dogg's reach have all the way to the East Coast something I ain't never even heard of before? We ain't know who Most Def was on the West Coast until Oh No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. it goes back to your point about, you know, collaborations. Yeah, I just know I've always been a fan of Most Def, Most Def's catalog. I know the song You Are The One got me through a breakup. Because that, that mm. man, even if, like, you, you and Shorty don't break up, if y'all just going through it, play that song, man. Like, I'm man. Keep that in mind. What's your yeah. favorite Pharaoh track, though? Uh, just so many. Um, I, I really like, I like more of his stuff with, uh, with Organized Confusion. So that's why I'm like leaning more towards most. Um, and it's not even like it's like the, like the, his best work, but, um, the Extinction Agenda, his verse on that. And I also like, um, Maintain. Cause I just, again, it's not like it's lyrical, like super lyrical, like he's used to, but it's just, you just feel it. And I feel like, if you can get that that feeling and the lyricism and like put it together and marriage it perfectly, like you're dope, like by default. That's what I felt the Desire album was. I felt like that was a perfect between Desire, Push, Agent Orange. I mean, Man. specifically, the Push was, bruh, I, yeah, I, I, I listen to that. I listen to that to this day. Yeah, like whenever <laughs> I'm feeling like I need to take over the world, but I ain't really got the energy. Bro, I listen to Push, and that should be having me motivated as fuck. <laughs> like, Word. I ain't gonna cap. So yeah, that's a tough one though between Moses and Pharaoh, bro. I don't, I don't know, big dog. That's one of those here today, gone tomorrow. Like it might switch up between the next twenty four hours, bro. Like it might, it might switch hey, up. Hey, fellas, fellas. it was good to meet you. I gotta, I gotta hop off, right, y'all? All right, all right bro. All nice meeting you, brother. Okay. Oh, yes, um, sir. You gonna uh, facilitate like uh, all our contact information, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, all right, bet, bet, bet. All right, man. I'm gonna check that shit out. Oh, my brother. Yeah, so it's actually about to uh, wrap. Actually, it's about to wrap it up. But um, yeah. So if anybody wants to, uh, actually, before I even say that, getting back to the focal point of the responsibility of the content that you put out. Um, Mm -hmm. what did you say? What do you say that you put out, and why do you feel like you're obligated to put out what you put out? Mm. Um, Wait, say that, one, say that one more time because it kind of cut out. All right, so what is what is the kind of content that you put out and mm-hmm. why do you feel obligated to put it out? This is based upon uh-huh. the responsibility of the artist. Okay, so based upon the responsibility of artists, I feel like the content that I put out, um, the content I put out, um, I just feel like the world need it. I feel like the world need it. And I feel like I need to do it because, um, like I've dedicated so much of my life to, you know, being an artist and rapping and making music. And it's just like so heavily in me, you know, to, to do that, you know, like for a minute, I went through that little phase of like, you know, I'm not doing this no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, I'm, I'm done. You know, we all go through the, the, through the breakup, you know? And I was just like, you know what? 
I'm cool, but it's like, just keep pulling me back in. You know, right. like you, you, you can't, you, you can't. It's like you, like um, I forget who said it earlier, but it's like a, your responsibility. Scribe, you said that earlier, right? Like That's if right. you got a That's gift, right. like yeah, it's like your That's responsibility. Right. And you know, like my wife, she tell me all the time, like you know, um, her and a couple other people, they'd be like, man keep putting that music out like you know it might it might be not where you want it to be right now but like you still need to do that so like i don't know i feel like as a as an artist you know that's just my responsibility to, to put it like if you're good at it and people like it and enjoy it you know what i'm saying no matter like what the content is you know as long as it's you know leaving some kind of positive making some kind of positive impact you know whether that be making somebody like think about something in a different way or just giving somebody something to nod their head to, like that's your responsibility as an artist, you know, is to just, you know, keep doing that. And yeah, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> I scribe. <clears throat> um <sighs> all right, so let me let me, I'm gonna try to put it in a box only because you you know you've known me for years so you know how I am with my words. Word. Um, really, the reason why um, I feel like it's my my responsibility to put things out in the form that I choose to put them out is because before you're an artist, your lifestyle and who you are to people in general delivers the message to them already. Mm. So, I believe that by the time an artist that portrays a certain message, puts something on wax, there isn't necessarily just the expectation you have from yourself to exude a level of greatness and positivity to whatever message that you're putting out, but there's an expectation from those who follow you as a leader of the words. So yeah. when you're a leader of the words, right, people are immediately listening to what it is that you have to say. And it becomes your responsibility, not just to put out a quality product, but it becomes your responsibility to speak life into the people, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like as an artist who puts out that life, when you speak life into the people, it therefore speaks life into yourself. So yeah. I believe that it's your responsibility in that regard, because that's yeah. what keeps you from running out of gas. It's the power that you receive from your own, exactly. Exactly. So it's just, it, it all runs in that circle. You breathe life into them, they breathe life back into you. And that's where it goes back to that thing that I said earlier. It don't matter if you only got 500 people listening, I'm going to be 501, right? And that's the reason why. And that's the reason why, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's the reason why we have the responsibility. Um, and that's the reason why I put what I put out is because I know that people see that in me. Just like my brother mm -hmm. just said, you know, people say to him, hey, it may not be where you want it right now, but you need to keep putting it out because people need it. No, the, the, the crazy part about it is when people tell you that, it's because they need it too. Yep. They need it too. For real. You see real. what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. all, that's, that's all anybody needs is for that one person. It don't have to be the 500. It could be the one. That's all that anybody one needs one. is for that one person to need, to need it because that's what we do. We happen to be that select group of people who is good with their words, whether it's speaking it, whether it's writing it, whether it's rapping it, whether it's Word. doing a slam, whatever you have going on. But that's why it becomes your responsibility to deliver the words correctly. Not even just because it needs to say this and it needs to say that, but let's be real. Everybody can't speak as eloquently as somebody else can. 
right? right. Mm-hmm. So with that being your gift, you now have the control or the power of the tongue. And with the power of the tongue comes great responsibility because you can either speak life into people or you can speak a whole lot of death. And it happens like that. Yeah. Because that, yeah. this is something that we're good at. Now, only imagine yeah. now we, we're good at it by nature, but now we practice. So now we're the greatest. Well, yeah. you, 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 you really got to be careful with the message that you deliver when people will listen to you. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's why we have such an obligation. And that's why I put out what I put out. Because I know as soon as something mm-hmm. gets put on wax, people, the likes are coming. The comments are coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the DMs are coming. Hey, bro, what did you yeah. mean by this? Had, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, when we had all this racial inequality stuff just start popping off and I start posting those videos up, man, I had old teachers in my DMs, old coaches in my DMs. I have friends and all my statuses, a, a page long. So we, we, yeah. we, have, we have that responsibility and it's up for us to, to, to respect that uh, craft that we have so that we're not misusing it. Um, that's not a slight yeah. to anybody else who delivers a different message. I'm sure they understand the importance of what they say, but that's why when it comes to artists like us, it's important for us not to misuse or mismanage that craft because when we speak, people listen. It's the brotherhood, it's the, the guild, the writer's guild. It's, we got to uphold the code, <laughs> man. It ain't nobody Facts. listen. It's only a few of us. It's, it's, the crust is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Like we the last of a dying breed. That's how I feel like, like I, I feel like it's a couple young kids that's like rapping and really spitting and stuff like that. But like, I mean, think about our age group. Like we're, we're, you know, like we were born in a period before the internet. And like now we're, you know, like in the age of the internet, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like the perspective that we can provide, you know, through music, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't trying to extend this, but I don't know. I feel like we need to do another one of these, man, like, because clearly we got a lot of shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely do. Um, So, you know, my take on the responsibility of the artist, um, is, yeah, like, you, you, you want to live your truth because, again, like, your gift is not for you. It's not just for you. Your gift may be an outlet to express yourself, to keep you sane, but also your message will resonate with other people because no man is an island. So other people may need to hear your message because they may be going through something. Um, I was on another podcast before and I had brought up, you know, you know, the culture of rap and everything like that. And this dude was like, hold on now. Like, you know, there was one time on my, I think it was his, his brother actually had got murdered. They had went to the store and then when they came back, his brother got murdered or whatever. And instead of, you know, retaliating, they listened to a song and they just, you know, decided to not retaliate and, you know, just kind of, you know, that got him through it. So right. again, right. like different things work for different people. Um, I yeah. will say this, that you definitely want to make sure that what you're doing is authentic. That is you. Um, even like the stuff that I was, you know, talking about, I did, I did find some kind of way to put the medicine in the candy. You know, I had tracks that were, you know, like party tracks and stuff like that. Tracks about, oh yeah, we getting smacked or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, maybe so all you just going to eat the Pringles in our face. You just going to eat the Pringles in our face. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Bet. 
<laughs> my man's wallet. But like, you know, it's hey, like at least I muted y'all though. <laughs> it's like, yo, like, yeah, I'm out here, you know, I'm drinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But like before you judge me, like maybe I just need some help. You know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of the the mess up mm. I kind of put in there. Which, you know, yeah. in hindsight, it's a cop out like a motherfucker. But, you know, at the time, I thought it was revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I thought it was revolutionary. I always try to put some sort of message in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we have something, yeah. you know, we have a little, a little zinger. We got we to gotta sprinkle yeah. a little, a little misogyny on there. Just, you know, for uh, whatever. Oh, come on. And by massage, oh, yeah, I mean, no, like, I'm just talking no, to your girl. Oh, my God, bro. Okay, that's just light. Chauvin- the okay. chauvinistic gesture, bro. <laughs> yes, chauvinistic gesture. <laughs> okay, that's, but, that's a nice little light layer. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like now, nah, like, I'll take your girl. That was kind of my thing. You know, I just I was just throwing in there just so niggas would know. That was kind of my thing. Okay. You know, now I can't really be saying all that, but we'll, we'll talk. Oh, yeah. About that. Nah, nah. That. You- <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Hey, chill, chill. Uh, I ain't chill. say nothing. I ain't say nothing. So, <laughs> I'm, in that, I'm in that same group. I'm in that same group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're part of the same. We're part of the same band. But um, you know, I uh, I try to like piece it all together. And when you hear somebody say like, "Yo, like that song really touched me," or like, you know, there's something special about that song. Like, where can I find it? Or like, just something like that. That means everything. You know, the call and response, like that, um, Scribe, I'm not sure if you ever performed yet, but like, yo, it is a euphoric feeling. Like, it's like having somebody say the words to your song. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like church, honestly. It's, it's really like church, yeah. honestly. It's, it's exactly it what it is. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's such a, it's a, an ex- extreme exchange of energy between you and the crowd. And you can kind of see how people let it go to their head. You can see how, you know, people, start acting Hollywood and start doing all these things because it's such an empowering experience. But with that empowering experience comes responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to, you don't want to talk down on the people that are lifting you up because right. once they let you down, there's nobody to hold you up. So, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I just, uh, it's definitely, I'm definitely cog- cognizant of, you know, the kind of message that I put out. Um, some of my music that's still up there on my SoundCloud is not, you know, not the most wholesome, but, you know, it's all right. You know what I mean? But there's much hey. more wholesome things to come. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, Malcolm, if people want to find you, where can I find you at? Um, at MC the Artist on Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can find me on Spotify, MC the Artist. Uh, also produce. Uh, FYF is the producer name. Uh, and yeah, man. I mean, you know, might see me, might see me here, might see me there. Actually, you're not seeing me nowhere because I'm quarantined. You know, you're gonna see a lot more of this plant. You know, but that's about it. But yeah, you know, I'll be around. I subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga, man. <laughs> I'm weak, bro. Yeah. If people want to follow me, bro, they can follow me on the gram, AGM underscore scribe. You can catch me on Facebook. Just type in scribe one, I will pop up. <laughs> scribe like a writer, S C R I B E. Just got to put it out there, you know. Okay. okay. But yeah, that's, that's where you guys will find me. Um, follow me. 
check me out. I got a project that's going to drop this year. I'm excited about it. I'm not talking a lot about it on my media, so just in case you want to know, Dwayne, that's why I've been kind of quiet. But it is in the works. I don't know how many pieces I'm going to have on it, but uh, this one's for the people. Y'all want to miss it. It's going to be nice. Most definitely. Um, if you wanted to find Bring Zeke, it. who was Bring you know it. here for like two minutes, um, but if you want to find him, he's on IG. Um, Zeke, <laughs> the, uh, the ZYC. That's Z-E-E-Q. <laughs> The ZYC. Um, as far as black yeah, men, he really hit that black and just disappeared. Though, like that hey, was bro. crazy to me. He was here, he was here long enough to get the plug from you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My man came here just long enough to get the plug at the end of the show. <laughs> and time. I'm just saying, like you know, I like to promote. That's what I do. And uh, um, you can find Braxton on um, Instagram at uh, Black August 2020. He oh, has um, an album on a. Uh, on like all streaming uh, services, power of uh, Shalom or Shalem, S S H A L E M. Plenty face. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I went light skin for a minute, but and if you want to find me, you can find me. You found me out. Make sure that you uh, like, subscribe, dislike, cancel. It is what it is. <laughs> you know what? This all right. Going off the rails. This is going to DJ. Thank you so much for providing this platform for us no to doubt, network no and connect with each other. You know, you are really doing you're doing the Lord's work. All right. It's a really Thank good you, thing brother. that you're doing, you know, and I'm excited to to see this thing grow, man. I was we gotta we definitely gotta get some more conversations in, man, because this this is crazy. You know, my wife in the other room, she mad at me right now. So I got a. What's the name of that uh, that most deaf song you said? You are the one. It's like you, the letter you are the one. Make sure you blast it. She gonna start throwing shit that. though. She gonna start. She gonna start throwing shit. I'm letting you know right now. Bet, bet, bet. I'm prepared. All right, let me stop recording before you get in trouble. Oh God. <laughs> All right, man. I.